Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro. I'm your scaredy cat host, Antoinette, and I love a good ghost story. In this episode of Grimcast Manila, we talk to Rin Chupeco, internationally acclaimed young adult horror author, born, raised, and based in Manila. Rin's books have been on the Amazon bestseller list and are sold all over the world. Welcome to the show, Rin. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Well, um, I guess to kick off, could you tell us like a little bit about yourself, like introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, so, hi, my name's Rin Chupeco, and I have been a published author since 2014 with my first book called The Girl from the Well. Uh, it was published by Source Books. And since then, I've had, I've written other books, including the Bone Witch trilogy and a few other series coming out this year called The Never Tilting World Duology and the Hundred Names for Magic series, which will be out next year. Cool. So like, I noticed that a lot of these books are kind of, you know, horror, weird, <laughs> creepy themed. I mean, like what started your fascination with, you know, all things weird and horrific? I think I have always been fascinated with ghosts ever since I was maybe five or six years old and started accidentally watching The Twilight Zone for the first time, I guess. Accidentally. Accidentally, because I'm pretty sure my mom wasn't intending me to watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and from there, uh, I, I'm a huge bookworm, even as a kid. And when I was five or six years old, I went wandering around my dad's bookshelves and came across this book with a picture of a cat. Uh-huh. And I thought, hey, it's a book about cats. Let me... Right. Let me read it. Uh-huh. And it turned out to be Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I read it anyway. Like, okay, it's not a book about cats, but I like it. Okay. Like, and, you know, my dad is a huge fan of books as well. Mm-hmm. And I think I was pretty lucky because he really did his best to encourage me. Even with the weirder books, it's just that he was there. he was on hand to let me know, you know, if if you need help with understanding some of those books, I can like explain some stuff to you. And from there, I think I started reading a lot more of those books that technically I'm not supposed to be reading, right. but with my parents' approval, right. knowing that I, you know, I really like. I really like books and they're there and they were on hand anyway to help me out. So from there I started reading. I have so many favorite like ghost story books. Right. Uh you know like Shirley Jackson is a favorite mm-hmm. of mine or like scary stories to tell in the dark. That mm-hmm. is my absolute favorite. I at, love that in, one. <laughs> as a kid and I got so popular in in school for lending that particular book out. Because it was a hit about my classmates. But was it like a banned book? It was something like a banned book. Because I, I studied in a, a private Catholic girls' school, so sure. that's not something that mm-hmm. the nuns would particular particularly like. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I can pretty much relate to that. 
on a lot of levels. <laughs> so given that interest in, you know, we like the horror genre and stuff, do you actually believe in ghosts? Here's the weird thing. Sure. Because I do not. <laughs> okay. Okay. I actually don't believe in ghosts, but I am very fascinated by the idea of them. Okay. And I think that's in in due part because I've never seen ghosts myself. Like okay. no matter how much I really, really, really wanted to see them, uh-huh. uh, for some reason they're not really particularly receptive to me. Okay. <laughs> So are you saying that if you actually saw one, you'd be like, yes, I am on board with this whole ghostly thing? Well, I until I see right. an actual ghost, I can't really... Prove or disprove I it. can't really say what my reaction to it is. I guess it depends on what the ghost maybe looks like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But like, have you had like a creepy, you know, sort of, well encounter before that may or may not be attributed to a ghost or something else <laughs> well the, the 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 nice thing about never despite never having seen a ghost before that doesn't mean that things have not happened around me right it's just that um other people have seen the ghosts around me and i've been <laughs> oblivious to it so far much okay. to my frustration right and um i i i'm i think the, uh, there was this very popular like feng shui slash fortune teller mm-hmm. who told me that i have this negative aura when it comes to ghosts and she explains it as something of a blind spot when it comes to ghosts so basically ghosts don't really affect me but people around me who have the propensity to see ghosts will definitely be affected. Okay. So, it, I, I mean, I don't really understand what that, she, what that really means, but it does sound like I have never, like I'm not going to be able to see ghosts myself. Right. But the unfortunate side effect of that is that people around me do, much to my husband's mortification. So your husband <laughs> can see them around you sometimes? He actually, well, he doesn't, he's a very logical guy. Right. He just happens to be afraid of ghosts while being logical. Um, okay. And he actually has not seen a ghost okay. to his knowledge. To his knowledge. To his knowledge. Because he gets scared pretty easily. So I, I don't really know if the things, it, it's more like a fe- feelings for him. But right. he has never like directly seen a ghost. That okay. he can say that he's seen. Okay. But um, I do have like friends who have these so-called, like these third eyes. Sure. And who are sort of ghost sensitive. And they do feel a lot of strange things that I do not feel around, around me that I don't feel. So like, for example, if you were to like stay in a room with no lights in a purportedly like scary place that's super haunted you would be super chill about it like you'd just be like eh. oh um that actually happened to me once like okay uh i went on a trip to japan okay. in osaka with a bunch of my friends and we were staying in this airbnb that was pretty small and we didn't really know much history behind it if any so 
Uh, one night, I was fast asleep, and one of my friends who was beside me kept waking up because somebody she she claims that somebody kept, kept like poking her okay. on the shoulder and like pulling at the bed covers. So this was like a really big bed where we're all like sharing that same bed that sort of takes up the whole wall. Mm-hmm. And she keeps she she realized like there was somebody trying to pull at her covers and she kept looking around trying to fi- figure out who that person was. And she could only see me pretty much asleep and basically like dead to the world. And she mm-hmm. kept trying to wake she claimed that she kept trying to wake me up and I wasn't responding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, finally she gave up and she sort of just like burrowed herself underneath the covers and then just waited for the night to pass. And then the and then in the morning she started like telling th- you about it, like telling it? yeah, like what the hell, Rin? Why aren't you waking up? <laughs> And I'm like, hey, I'm I'm a light sleeper. Why didn't you wake me up? I would have felt it. And he's like, no, I kept, I kept like shoving you at that point and you weren't waking up at all. Could this have been a dream? <laughs> and now we were wondering about like the history of that place. And I'm mm. like, I I I personally think that, you know, maybe it's not your house and you're not used to the place. And maybe you have woke up and mm. you you think something happened and he's like I ne- I didn't dream like shoving you right shoving you really really hard and you won't wake up so you know I mean things happen and I'm very oblivious to it but right. people around me claim that things happen around you around me so it's like <laughs> let me get this straight it's like you're this strange magnet for these things but you don't know that they're there uh huh and you don't know that if you are, you know, attracting things to you, it's more of other people who get affected by it mm-hmm. and either see things or feel things or like experience things. Meanwhile, you're just like sitting pretty, like, hey, what's going on? It's like a reverse sixth sense, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we're, I mean, do you have like an early, what's your earliest like creepy memory? If you have hmm. one. Well, again, it didn't happen to me. Sure. It happened to other people around me. Okay. Because um, when I was around five or around five years old, I think, four or five, my grandfather passed away. Uh-huh. And in the weeks after he died, like people in the house kept claiming they could hear like weird noises that they started associating with him. Like, for example, I, I slept in a room that was right next to the stairway. Mm-hmm. And the stairway was uh, a carpeted stairway. And at night, people were claiming that they could hear footsteps going up and down that stairway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I they, they claim that this is probably your lolo. Right. Like going up and down the stairs, coming to check on you. And, you know, my, even when I was a kid, I knew like, well, that's not, something my lolo would do because he, he's not usually the the type to go into my room and you know check on me and tuck me in it's usually me like going to his room mm-hmm. if anything and and then they go well you know he he passed away so you're not going you're not gonna go to his room anymore so it this time it's him who's coming up and going to your room to check on you so mm-hmm. it, you know it, it's things like these that happen because they never 
noticed any kind of sounds like that before until he passed away. Mm-hmm. And then there were other there were other weird things like one one guy actually claimed that one of the food covers on the table sort of levitated mm-hmm. and then slammed back down. Mm-hmm. Like somebody was really angry about the ulam. <laughs> well, you know, like with that, with those stories, you kind of get like this heartwarming point of view where it's like people are trying to rationalize something that's kind of not explainable by, you know, turning it into something that's more familiar to them. Like, you know, yeah. I mean... If it wasn't your grandfather, then what was it? And that's like a scarier thought to have, right? And you know, that's, and then you kind of get like this heartwarming aspect to it. And then you have the story with like the food cover, like going up and like slamming down. It kind of just sounds like someone who's like checking to see what the ulam is and like, oh, I don't like it, slams down, you know? Yeah. And, and that was actually a, a trait of my grandfather's. Like, oh, he'd, okay. he'd look and, you know, if, if it's an ulam that, he doesn't want till he'll, ah, I, I I don't like this. I'm going to go order out something else. <laughs> so, so it was actually behavior. It's it's pretty similar behavior to what, how he would have acted in, you know, in life. That's interesting. So like, <laughs> would you be, I know you don't, you said that you don't believe in ghosts, but like, let's toy with the idea. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think in some, I don't know, like far-fetched instance or possibility that, you know, what if it is your grandfather's ghost and he's like hanging around the house and doing things that he would like normally do, like check what the food is or like stuff like that? Like, what if that was super possible? I mean, I wish it was possible and I wish that there was a way for us to sort of verify that right. possibility. Because, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people don't want to be around ghosts. Mm. But it might be because of this thing where I don't actually see them. That makes me more interested, interested and more determined to like seek them out. Mm. Where, you know, other people would tell me that's a really bad idea. Generally, and, many yes. people say it's a bad idea. <laughs> but I mean, I I really love those. Like I've been on ghost tours. Mm-hmm. I've like spent a few hours at an at an underground cemetery once, mm. uh, it, it's Nag, the Nagkarlan Cemetery, I think. Oh, where is that? Uh it's where that. Um, it's a historical site where, like, they say the that's where the Katipuneras met in secret. Okay. To have their meetings, and it's right underneath a church. Right. Really old church. So, uh, when they when. Like somebody looking out for them hears me like Spaniards coming. Mm-hmm. They there's like a little hole on the in the floor where they can like pass instructions or like issue out warnings like hey Someone's the coming. Spaniards are coming and they get dispersed. It's it's pretty cool and it's not usually a place where they where every where anyone yeah. is allowed to to go there. But I was part of a travel group in the okay. past and we were given permission. So okay. it was kind of cool. So it, it it's places like these that I like seeking out. I mean, one of my biggest dreams is to make like a, a podcast or a documentary where I like explore the Philippines, Anthony Bourdain style. But right. instead of food, it's about, you know, f- trying to dissect ghost stories. That would be of so every cool. place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. 
Let's talk about that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's super cool. Okay, so so these things have always attracted you. Mm-hmm. So, and you're saying that it attracts you because it's something that you can't see at all. So it's like, that's why it's super fascinating. I think you. it's it's a bit like a reverse psychology thing. Like, the more you tell me I can't see them, the more I want to see them. Right. Okay. That's a really interesting perspective. <laughs> because the more common perspective is, I do not want to see anything. Mm-hmm. Like, flying things, no, no. So, okay. But, I mean, do you... I, in, you said that a lot of these things happen around you. Like, I mean, could you maybe tell me one of these things that you say that other people have experienced around you, but you don't necessarily, like, <laughs> see yourself? Okay. Um, like, the, the biggest thing that actually happened was when I was working at an office in Makati, in one of, like, the oldest, supposedly the oldest buildings there. And I went to work really early and there was no one else there. So I went to my computer in my own cubicle and started, you know, messing around because it wasn't it, it wasn't work hours yet. So this so was, I was in the morning. Yeah. So I was, I was on my own time. Mm-hmm. And my coworker comes in and she's usually like cheerful and bubbly and mm-hmm. everything. But in that on that particular day, she just walks right past my cubicle and says nothing to me. So I was a little puzzled, like, hey, maybe she's in a bad mood today. So I, you know, I go back to my surfing. And then she's, she comes out again. She stops by my cubicle. Then she stares really hard at me and she goes, hey, where's that girl? And I go, what? What girl? And she's like, there was a girl in your cubicle. She's dressed all in black. Her hair's in a bun. And she was looking over your shoulder at your computer screen. And she appeared to be watching or reading something that you were writing there or something. And I'm like, uh, no, there's nobody here but you and I. Right. And then at that point, she starts freaking out. Like, right. really screaming. I'm on your friend's side of this one. <laughs> and then, you know, some of my other co-workers start coming in and she starts running to them and she goes my benirin. oh my god okay okay <laughs> and she was like she was really really like she was freaking terrified. out terrified yeah and you know i'm just sitting in my cubicle <laughs> kind of confused like what eh? what's going on and you know and as soon as she starts giving more details one of my other co-workers suddenly turns pale and then he goes wait Rin's cubicle is the one near the windows, right? Okay. Did you see a girl with her hair up in a bun? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> and my coworker goes, yes, yes, that, that, that's it. It's a girl in black and she, her hair is in a bun and she, she's leaning over her shoulder and watching something in her computer screen. And my other coworker goes, oh no, some of us have seen that girl. Leaning over you? No, not leaning over. Like in just in general. In general, like, around the area. Like I've heard. I like he goes. I haven't seen her myself, but I've heard stories from older coworkers, like people who've worked here longer, that there's that particular girl in that description, <laughs> like roaming around the office or uh, along the corridors. So they're all as a group, pretty much freaking out at that point. <laughs> and and I'm just, just like, still sitting there, like what? 
Oh, and then really? the boss comes in. Okay, the boss comes in, and everybody immediately like runs to him, and he goes, like, like, there's a ghost here. That like my my coworker see saw the ghost. It's with Rin. And it's with Rin. It's with Rin. And he goes, oh, that ghost. Oh, great! That's great. <laughs> that is great. That that's not very comforting from a boss. Yeah. Okay. And, well, I mean, from then on, my coworker makes it a point never to go early in the morning. Oh no! In the this, office. This ghost has inspired truancy. <laughs> well, okay, that's really interesting. I mean, I I I still haven't seen the ghost. I've worked there for like five years, and I haven't seen the ghost. So, did you? Did anybody ever see it again around you? Not around me. Just around. <laughs> just around. What if, like, because you said that you were just kind of digging around on your computer, mm-hmm. like, early well, in the well, morning. Well, you know, I, I was a geek. Mm-hmm. And I was reading fan fiction <laughs> on non-work hours. Okay, fair enough. And, you know, the first thing that came to my mind when she started telling me that the, there's, there was a ghost looking over my shoulder and reading stuff on my screen I was like man she really likes fan fiction too <laughs> yeah that's that's one option or like the other option is maybe this ghost was like because there's like a bun so maybe she's like a superior type person and she's like hey you shouldn't be doing that at work well she wasn't telling me it was maybe she was trying to tell you but you couldn't see her oh well. so he was like she was like friend like tell your friend <laughs> not supposed to be doing this here <laughs> these are work resources <laughs> i don't know <laughs> who knows but that's really interesting <laughs> i know okay so and then was that the only thing that's ever happened like is it just like that lady well, there um technically that was the only ghost story mm-hmm. that i've i could tell from i could tell people mm-hmm. but it's not the only ghost story that happened to me. Because the second one I want to talk about is kind of funny. Okay. Kind of hilarious. It's not technically a ghost story. Okay. But from another point of view that isn't mine, mm-hmm. it would definitely be a ghost story. So, uh, you know, let me let me explain. Okay. Like, I do a lot of over overtime for, yep. for that office. Okay. So, I go home at around... By the time I leave the office, it's like 8, 8.30. Mm-hmm. So, and the elevator in that building is the worst because it sort of rattles going down. The lights flicker on and off. Oh, it's really annoying. Fabulous. Yes. <laughs> so it does give off that atmosphere from the get-go. Okay. And um, we're one of the upper floors, right? Mm-hmm. So I was standing in front of the elevator one day and I was, you know, like browsing my phone, waiting for the elevators to open up because it takes a while sometimes. And then the elevator slide open and I hear the biggest shouting, the biggest shout, like the high high pitched scream coming from inside the elevator. So so normally I I, I scream too, right? (laughs) I'm I'm surprised. Like, who's screaming? And there was like a, a Japanese salary man, I guess, inside the elevator screaming at me. What? So, you know, I, I started screaming back, right? <laughs> we, we were like screaming at each other for like five seconds before we realized like, okay, okay, it's 
it's human. It's human. It's human. And he goes, do you look so much like a ghost? Because, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'm describing myself like I'm pale. I like dark clothes. Okay. That time my hair was super long. Like it's it was right, almost right to my waist back okay. then. And, you know, I do look. Like a ghost, objectively speaking, I guess. What? What? Around what time was this? Like what year? That was like eight thirty. Um, eight thirty at night, maybe eight thirty going on nine, and that like was what around year? um two thousand five, I think. Was that like the the time where you know all these Asian like movies were Asian oh, yeah. horror movies were like so. a big thing? <laughs> I think The Ring was still prominent on a lot of people's minds. <laughs> But the thing was, he was a Japanese salaryman because I know there was a like a like an expat Japanese like business office above us, and they were full <laughs> of like Japanese salarymen who probably been been raised by those, those Japanese things. ghost stories in their childhood. And here you are, a girl with yes. quite pale skin, uh-huh. very Asian features, long black hair until your waist, who likes wearing <laughs> black, with my head down because I was browsing my phone. <laughs> Okay. So, you know, the hair was falling over my face, I guess. I didn't really notice it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And, you know, the, the funny thing was, well, he calm, he calmed down. Like, oh, oh, thank God, you're, you're not a ghost. You know, and here's the rub. Okay. He wasn't the only one over the years who's mm-hmm. caught me waiting for the elevator. I, I think there were, like, two more. Two more of his coworkers who... Happened upon me in a similar situation, and it came to the point where I, I was known in oh that office above us, and everybody there, even the ones I didn't know, didn't know like the three I who weren't like any of those three who in, encountered me that you. first time. We started calling me Sadako-chan as Great. like a pet name. <laughs> I wonder if this inspired your first book. Yes, it did. <laughs> it actually did. Okay, because just for context, Rin's first book is called The Girl from the Well. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. And it, it involves this sort of Sadaho-like character. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it I pitched it as The Grudge meets Dexter. So mm-hmm. it's basically a, written from the point of view of a Sadako-like character who like roams the lands and hunts down like child murderers and pedophiles and stuff like that. See, now, if ghosts had, you know, such noble <laughs> intentions, you know, perhaps more people wouldn't be afraid of them. But who knows? Who knows what these <laughs> creatures or, you know, beings think about things? So, okay. Um, I mean, do you have any other stories for me? I mean, are there, are, do you have any, uh, does anything else come to mind that you might want to share? Um, I, I mean... I mean that that's like one of the stories I like to tell people because it's funny. Uh-huh. And that along with that that woman in black. Right. In in the office. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I do want to say like that woman in black thing in that office also inspired like the girl from the well because the the villain, the main villain in that book is called the woman in black. <laughs> Isn't there also like a play called The Woman in Black? Yeah. Um it's I think by he he did that it was a movie. A movie was yeah. based on it by yeah. Daniel Radcliffe, I think. He 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 started he was, in the he movie. starred in that. 
Um, I remember watching the play in like RCBC mm-hmm. in Mahati with like my mom and my grandmother, and my grand and they had this part of the play where the lady in black, her first appearance is she's walking down the aisle from the back, and the theater is like dark, so you could hear like. When she's walking and people realize that there's like a lady in black walking <laughs> along the aisle. They'd be like, ah, ah. And like, we really feared for our grandmother because she wanted to watch. And you're we like, are you sure? Because for, for my mom and my sisters, this was like the second time we were watching it. And so we we like told our family about it. And uh-huh. then she's like, I want to watch. And you're we like, mm, <laughs> sure, Kayla. I would I would have liked that. Yeah. I would have wanted to watch that. That that was that was like a trip. And I think Carla Sildran was in it. Mm, okay. As like the, <laughs> yeah. the coachman. Yeah. Um so yeah, anyway, I guess I guess I guess that's a good spot to 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 leave it for today. Thanks so much for joining us, Rin. And um is there anything you would like to share with the good people of the internet? Like what are you up to? Well, my next book is called The Never Tilting World, and it will be out on October 15, 2019. And my other book, which is coming out March 3, 2020, is called Wicked As You Wish. And it's the first in a series about a Filipina teenager who one day realizes that she is the descendant of Maria Makiling, and she fights the Snow Queen with her bestie, Prince, fighting to take back Avalon from a bunch of like fairy tale villains. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Super looking forward to like getting my hands on those books and like having a read. Th- again, thank you so much, Rin, for joining us. And we'll see everybody next time. This has been Grimcast Manila with your host, Antoinette. Grimcast Manila is a podcast of creepy stories from around the metro and is recorded at Big Baby Studios. Check back next week for another episode. And remember, you are not alone.